0: Welcome to NPO Sports Podcast. This is our NBA playoff special. Uh, I'm joined by Woody. How are you, Woody? Well, I'm going okay. Tim, how's yourself? Good, good. And we actually have our podcast, Mike Shan, back with us. JW Wharf. How, How are you going? Good guys. guys. Um, I did feel a bit like um, you cannot be serious, but anyway, we're back and we're flying. So basically, we're going to discuss quite a few opinionated topics around the NBA. I will guide our listeners through it, and our two experts wearing the big freeze beanies will, well, argue, debate, or agree on each subject. And to start off, we'll start off with, will Harden's return help or hinder the net's? And I'll throw it to JW first.
1: Uh, I think uh, as evidenced by the game you're going on at the moment, uh, it's the version of James Harden that we might be getting. Um, The version we have at the moment is a very limited James Harden, to say the least. Uh, His hamstring isn't uh, in great shape. And he's basically just like a statue walking around out there. So uh, good on him having to go, but he's borderline liability at the
2: moment. It um, just, it seems like a desperate move from the um, Nets with Kyrie out. Um, they didn't want to be missing two of the big three, did they? And they've put Harden out there and, um, well, they're on a run at the minute, but they um look like they may have been better off without him.
1: Yeah, Tom yeah, will tell whether that's a wise decision. So far, he hasn't, um, he hasn't re-injured it, but you never know with hamstrings. Could go any minute, couldn't it? No,
2: that's right. He hasn't re-injured it, but he hasn't really contributed either, so...
1: No, um, I think he's, I think he, uh, just the game's going live at the moment so I think he's got like 3 points at the minute. And uh, and the nets are down. So, um look, uh, I think a fully healthy James Harden would be enough. I think probably to get over the Bucks who have got they've got the Bucks have got their own sort of playoff scars, haven't they? So if you put them under a bit of pressure, they they tend to fold, don't
2: they? Yeah, they've shown that in the last what two or three years, haven't they? They've been the number one seed for a um, couple of years in a row and um, they haven't fired a shot in the playoffs, have they?
1: No no, um, no, no, They're
2: really, really. missing that um, that second star, don't they? Look, you can talk about, you know, um, great players and whatever as much as you like, but it's it's a minimum two-star league if you want to compete, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. And I, I know. You, would you call Middleton holiday
2: stars? No. Nah. They're very good players. Look, I think, I think I've said this to you before, Jez. Yeah. Um, Giannis is obviously your number one. Um, if Middleton and Holiday are your third and fourth best players, you're in a good spot. But if they're your second and third best, you're probably not going to be quite ready to compete for that title.
1: Yeah, I think particularly if, if, they're, your, if they're your second and third best and when your main player actually can't shoot from the outside, which uh, which is where the league is heading now. And um, if Giannis can't improve his jump shot, then I think they're going to be limited in how the far they can go in the playoffs, just quietly.
2: Yeah, I think so too. As we said, it's that two star league minimum. Um, obviously, the Nets have the three, um, which if they're all fit, um, are deserved favourites. But every other team um, has has those two stars running around, don't they?
1: Yeah, you know, as a as a collective, the Bucks are very good defensively. Um, yeah, it's just that they're, offense, they're tall, as you said,
2: yeah. with with Giannis lacking that outside shot. Um, they're, tall,
1: they're tall. They're tall and they're long.
2: But they're not quite diverse enough um, at the, on the offensive end, are they?
1: No, well, you see, uh, I see instances even in this game we're watching now where Brook Lopez has got someone like a Joe Harris or a Mike James guarding him and he just doesn't decide to back him in and, and, and
2: post him no, up. No, that's right. He's had a big advantage. Do you think they're maybe a bit one-dimensional? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think
1: that's what they're guilty
2: of. Yeah, yeah, they um, that's right. As you said, like Lopez gets the the size mismatch, and he doesn't yeah. use it to his advantage because they're, they're actually a very well structured team, and I think even in times like that when there's a the mismatch, they're still sticking to yeah. their structure when maybe they'd be better off not, and just exploiting that mismatch.
1: Yeah, I mean, when they're clicking, on all cylinders. Um, like Middleton's getting his shot off, and Drew Holiday's been an asset to them on the defensive end mainly. But yep. um but he even he can even he can create his own shot. Um they lost they lost Di Vincenzo to start the series, which is probably it's just down a man on a rotation really. So um they they have to they have oh, they, brought, they brought Jeff Teague in for like two minutes, which is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he was as much of a liability as Harden was. But uh, but yeah, I think I think to answer the main question, players as good as Harden always help. Um, particularly if they're fully fit. But uh, it's difficult to say if this version of Harden should be trotted out in the next game, particularly if they're down.
2: Yeah, that's right. um, They're probably in a good position with the series tied at 2-2. They'll back themselves in to win it in 7 anyway. Um, So maybe it was just them seeing where he's at. Um, And if they could manage to win, then so be it. But if not, maybe they just look to rest him for the series and and see how they go. I
1: uh, mean Kevin Durant seems to be handling load by himself. I think he's got oh. um players like Jeff Green are stepping up as well yep, so yeah they might they might still get over the nets or get over the bucks in this game in game five so if they and and even if they even if they lose so if they win this game even if they lose in Milwaukee, they'll still back themselves to win win a game seven.
2: Yeah, I think they will. But, um, yeah, it was more just to see what, what contribution, if any, that they can get out of um, Harden for this game. Which is virtually none.
0: Isn't it um, in the past, I think, one you, of you two lads, adored, when um, Harden was at his previous home, that um, the way he plays is not not perfect for playoff basketball because he's well, just I doesn't look... Do anything with anyone else.
2: Yep. So I, I I did say that. I said if, and this is when he was at the Rockets, um, I said you can't win a championship if James Harden's your number one player. So the thing that's different in Brooklyn is KD's the clear number one and then Harden can play that, that number two, which is probably his best role. Yeah,
1: I, I think that that's evidenced by... Uh, the Chris Paul you're seeing now, we'll get to him a bit later on. Yeah. Um, whereas I, I don't think you particularly like playing with James because when James doesn't have the, have the ball, he kind of just stands around and and uh, doesn't contribute to the offense. So
2: yeah, and if you've got James Harden and Chris Paul on your team, I know which one I want bringing the ball up court, and it's <laughs> yes, probably not. not James Harden. <laughs>
1: but, uh, that, oh, look, granted, they got they got to within one game of the NBA finals, um, and might have been different had Paul not get injured, but. Uh, I think yeah, Paul. Paul always bristled at um at at, the, at how James, when he's not when he doesn't have the ball, basically just just uh, being a turnstile. Bit bit of a passenger. Yeah, playing forward, playing four and five really, and defensively, James doesn't it <laughs> st- doesn't stay in front of people either.
0: Okay, I think that's enough about um, James Harden because it's making me actually physically sick. Um, <laughs> We've got um, two questions, and they're pretty much the same question, but we're talking about the West and the East. The first one is, how deep will the Suns go in the West, who I believe have won their most recent Series 4 zip? Yep, that's And good. how deep will the 76s go in the East? So we might be able to blend both discussion points together, and we'll throw to JW. Um, the Suns...
1: Well, they're clicking on all cylinders at the moment. The Suns. Uh, it's just in 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 a simple answer. I think they'd probably fancy themselves more against Utah than they would the Clippers. So I think the Clippers might be actually might actually be a bad matchup for them. But um, I think the, the they well, they can get to the finals. Paul Chris Paul's playing well enough. Devin Booker's playing well enough. Um, can they can they grind out a series against the Clippers? I'm not so sure. I'll be happy to be wrong, by the way. Um, and I think a lot of people around, a lot of fans and a lot of people around the league will be going for, uh, rooting for Chris Paul to
2: knock out the Clippers, which would be ironic, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. Seems, um, yeah, how he um, was sort of jettisoned out the of there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was, he, he was basically. <laughs> you got to love Chris
1: Paul. He he, he, uh, he got traded to the Thunder. Thunder were rebuilding, basically. In, or and,
2: tanking, or they, they wanted tanking. to tank.
1: <laughs> they wanted to tank. Chris Paul said, "No, screw you," and took a bunch of uh, basically no names to the final to the playoffs, which is <laughs> a remarkable feat in itself. Um, see,
2: if, if there's two words that you use to describe Chris Paul, it's professional and efficient.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he yeah. sets the
2: standard and he just gets the job done.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can see you can see teams lift when he's on their side. Yep. The, the, I don't. Phoenix wouldn't be anywhere near what they are without him.
2: No, I don't think so. I mean,
1: he's doing all this at 36 years of age as well. Does you he know, do what
0: the greatest point guard of all time used to do? Make shit shine.
1: Well, he does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Except not at six feet nine like Magic Johnson was, but uh, <laughs> uh, he's—I he's, think he's like six foot. Six. Foot I think flat. he's only six three. So yeah, yeah, he's not a. He's not a not a tall man, but uh, he's uh, he's lethal from the mid range. If you give him space, sort of in between that free throw line area, it's almost automatic.
2: Well that that's one thing that I was going to bring up about well, he's a bit of an old school point guard isn't he like yeah. we said before that that um, the game today is just about the three point shot and yeah. I think one thing that sets um, Chris Paul apart and Demar DeRozan to a certain degree as well is they've got that mid-range jumper that not too many players have no that's not just... a, a lot of teams now don't actually know how to defend against the mid-range jumper do they, they sort of they protect the lane and they protect the perimeter.
1: They protect, protect the three point line. That's correct. So, um, yeah, we're with the. So, yeah, Chris Paul. I don't think we'll see another Chris Paul because the kids coming up now, they don't want to play like him.
2: No, they don't. It's not. Do it's not glamorous, is it? The way he no. plays. It's far from glamorous.
1: No, they want to be. They want to be a Westbrook or Curry or something. like that. Yeah, the kids. Don't, the kids coming up, they don't want to be a Chris Paul. So, I, I, he's a, a dying breed, I think.
2: But as you said, like you mentioned Westbrook, which is if everyone, a lot of the kids, you know, they like want to be a like Westbrook because he's he's a highlight reel, isn't he? He's athletic, yeah. he's powerful, yeah. Um, and it goes back to a bit of the stuff that I've said in previous episodes about the AFL in terms of natural natural footballers, in this case, basketballers and um, athletes, whereas Westbrook's your athlete and Chris Paul is just a genuine basketball player, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Westbrook
0: yeah, yeah. is a blight on the game the way he carries on at times.
2: Uh, he's not alone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a
0: ringleader though.
2: We're going a bit off topic here though, so I'll get back to the, the point, the question that was posed. Um, <laughs> how far do the Sixers go? I think um, with... Harden and Kyrie's injury concerns. I think they're probably the favourites for the East now. I think they they if the if they play the Bucks or the Nets in the finals, I think they beat them in probably five or six I, games. Yeah,
1: I think they match up well with Brooklyn. I think.
2: Oh, yeah. very well. Yep, and um, Brooklyn don't actually have a match up for Embiid.
1: Yeah, that, 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 Embiid is going to present them with problems.
2: Um, also, the other one for the Sixers that'll present problems for. Um, more so Milwaukee and, and Brooklyn as well. But um, neither of them have anyone to go with Ben Simmons, do they?
1: No, not really. Ben
2: Simmons can lock down anyone. Um, and this goes back to the point about the glamorous and all the highlight reel stuff. There's a lot of people that um, just look at box scores and um, rate their players off that. And there's a, a lot, lot of, of what Ben Simmons that. does you will not see on a box score. Um we know it's he doesn't have that outside shot. yeah. We know he doesn't have that outside shot, but there's probably not a player in the league that's got better vision and better passing than him.
1: No, they haven't. And defensively, he's probably... He's as not, good as anyone. Not many people can guard the point guard and go down and guard the centre as well. So no, <laughs> but, right um, yeah. Could
0: this actually officially be the coming of age of Ben Simmons?
1: Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, I think a could, lot of people will realise there's more, more to the game
2: out. than just just putting up 30 and 35 points a night because he's showing a different side to the game that a lot of people probably don't realise how important it is. He doesn't need to put
1: 30, 35. That's why they got Embiid and that's why they got Tobias Harris as well.
2: Exactly right. Yeah. He, yeah how how,
0: how he, tall is Ben?
2: Uh, he's 6'10 or 6'11 <clears> I think.
0: <throat> okay. That would explain yeah. why Magic's so captivated by him being a tall point guard.
1: Yeah, tall point exactly. guard just like, just, just like Magic. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think you'll ever be a shooter. Look, everybody, thinks, everybody says, oh, these players will turn into shooters. Well, they, they don't really. Giannis hasn't. No. Um, ben hasn't. And um, as long
2: as Ben stays at the Sixers with their current team, he doesn't need to be either. No. And I think no. even even if for whatever reason he was to leave the Sixers at some point, if you were the team that was getting him, you just build a team of shooters around him because you know he's going to get the ball to him, And he's actually very good at getting inside the lane too.
1: Yeah, he's uh, that, and that's where he can be dangerous, particularly with Embiid nearby against a team like Brooklyn, who are small, yeah, and don't really have don't really have sort of interior
2: defenders. Yeah, so, but he, he causes the Sixers cause those same troubles for Milwaukee as they do for Brooklyn as well. No matter who they face, yep. depending that they get through, obviously, but you'd imagine that they'd um, progress to the finals at this point. Uh,
1: yeah. The, the so,
2: yeah, so how, anyway. how far how far can the Sixers go? I reckon they, they can get to the finals, I reckon. Okay. Well, that's right. How far can the Sixers and Suns go? Um, I don't think it's completely too ridiculous to suggest that it's going to be a Suns and Sixers finals. Good. No, no, it's it's not, I was, not ridiculous I was actually
0: going to ask you to recap yep. and sort of summarise it. Yep. and Woody's pretty much done it with that statement. Yep. I so think, that was quite good. I think
2: the Sun. I would pick the Suns to beat the Clippers as well. Probably more, mm. as Jez said before, a bit sentimental because who wouldn't love to see Chris Paul with a championship ring, or at least yeah, get I to think, the finals. That's,
1: yeah, that's what everyone's rooting for, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: yeah. And um, well, we know the Clippers have they've, they've always been the little brother in LA, and um, they've choked recently as well. So um, that probably is going to be. A bit of a uh, bit of the elephant in the room with them, yeah. isn't
1: it? I mean, uh, sixes are tied two two with the Hawks at the moment, um, but I, I I see them getting past Atlanta.
2: I think I think they'll end they, up winning in that series. They, I, I don't think they w- doesn't go to Game Seven, does it? I don't think so. No, the no.
0: fact that the Suns have only had to play four games in their most recent series has got to be a factor too. If they're coming up against a team that may potentially have injury issues that have gone seven games and things like that as well. Yeah, you never
1: never know what might happen. It's the best of three now between the Jazz and the Clippers, so uh,
2: that could it probably end up going seven, I think. See, if it does go seven, though, um, fair enough. Yeah, they might be a bit banged up. Whoever progresses, but um, the longer it goes, the bigger layoff the Suns have had. So, would that be a hindrance? Only to begin with,
1: I think it might just take them a while in the first game to sort of might, warm might to take things. them
2: a half to get going.
1: Yep. Yep. The sort of and end the
0: day, the longer that series goes, you'd have to say the Suns are in the box in the seat. Box
2: seat. Because, yeah, yeah. Know, well,
1: Paul, Chris Paul aside, they've got really young legs. So, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. And and coming. back
2: to my point about him maybe having too long a layoff and being off. Um, mm-hmm. Chris Paul sets the standard, so he's not going to tolerate guys dropping off, is he? Even yeah. in 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 practice at the Aiden, moment, uh, Aiden gets a bit underrated doesn't he yeah um i was going to mention him a bit later on but okay, um, we, will, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we might we we leave a, him we for, a now. Segment
1: for that we'll chat about we do and- <laughs>
2: all right so i
0: think we've covered um our opinions on the sun and the 76ers so we'll move on to the next discussion point which is booker and mitchell are they taking over the nba
1: oh, i wouldn't say they're taking over the nba i wouldn't throw that statement over them but uh, they're certainly coming um Booker looks like he's grown up around Paul.
2: I think they may not be taking over yet, but this is definitely the coming out party for both of them, isn't it? Yeah, there's
1: a sign. The sign players of this players of this maturity are starting to get their teams. You look at Trey Young in the East as well. Um, so they're starting to get their act together.
2: Well, you mentioned Trey Young as well, but we we'll look at um, Devon Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, and Luca Doncic the next 10 years the NBA is in good hands isn't it yeah i think so
1: yeah, that's all that's all they seem to have so and uh well booker in particular uh he's growing up he was doing a lot of plays against the nuggets kind of looked looked a little bit like kobe bryant didn't he um,
2: yeah and he's got he, he's got that just enough swagger and just enough arrogance too doesn't he
1: yeah he does without it,
2: without having too much
1: very confident in himself as well yeah
2: very, very,
1: yeah, with Booker and Mitchell. Mitchell hurt his ankle. He's limping around, so he's not one hundred percent at the minute. There might be there might be an excuse. Um, yeah. But him and him not, at least Booker's got Chris Paul beside him. M- Mitchell's been missing his point guard, and that helps him out quite a bit. Mike Conley hasn't been hasn't yeah, played a just game just yet. Conley is he due back this series? Um, he's day to day. So every, oh, okay. every every game, he's a sort of a game time decision. So,
2: and that's the thing. Like he's not he's not your uh, classic household name, Mike Conley, but he's very important to Utah, isn't he?
1: Yeah, very very important. They're they're more like they're more of a unit than say the Clippers are with their two stars. Well, Something well, that's like. what I was
2: going to say as well. We went before and saying it's a two star league, so they've obviously got Mitchell and Gobert, but um, they've just got role players everywhere. Don't they? Everyone knows their role. And he's happy to perform their role. There's no yeah. one that there's no one there that needs to be the stud. Is there? It's just everyone that, knows when it's their time to shine.
1: Yeah. There's no super duper star with a very even. Uh, that might that might well end up being their downfall. But, uh,
2: but at the of same time, got
1: them to the best. Got them to the best record in the league. So it
2: might be their downfall, but um, it might also be their greatest asset at the same time, isn't it? It's It's going to go one way or the other, isn't it? They it might is, need yeah. that superstar at some point to step up. Um, and take over and and do they have someone with that ability maybe well, maybe not but well, then again Mitchell, they've got a vast... Mitchell's,
1: Mitchell's shown that he can take over at times if he wants to
2: yeah but in the big the big moments in a in a deciding playoff game yeah yeah we get, um, to, we a, get to see
1: that that's
2: yeah. that's a different um, scenario again isn't it the, the jury's out on it yeah that's right and let's be honest there's not too many guys that um can handle that mantra too in the b- big clutch moments in a in an elimination game, is there?
1: Well, Paul uh, well, George. Paul George is a pretty good example of that.
2: Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you, you get a mixed bag with him, don't you?
1: Yeah, you do. You do. Uh, and like team...
2: he's, he, he's, he's a very, very good player anyway. But again, that just proves my point that even the best of the best aren't suited to that that role all that the time, big, are that they? Big
1: moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like Paul's been. Uh, Paul George has been very good last couple of games so um might end up being a home and home series i think i think i'll end up going seven i think they'll end up being a game seven on utah's floor
2: yeah but it's been a good series so far anyway so if it goes to seven games i think we're in for a treat and i think the sons will be enjoying it if they go seven i think they will They're a bit of time off especially for chris paul Yeah, those extra maybe an extra week or 10 days off it could work him another, wonders for him, couldn't it? Yeah, especially as we know he's had plenty of injuries over his career and especially in the playoffs. So um, this could be a very good thing for him. Yeah, if he saves himself. And I don't think uh,
1: Booker and Aiton don't look overawed by the moment, do they?
2: No, I don't think they do. I think, yeah, as I said, that's what we said before. They're, they're a big chance to go um, all the way to the finals, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and there's, yeah, there's more unsung heroes, but we'll... We'll get, we'll get to that. We're not uh, far off that. We'll get to that forthwith,
0: okay? I think so. That's probably enough about Booker and Mitchell. Um, we don't want people falling asleep listening to that. Uh, we'll move on to where to now for the bucks. Obviously, um, they've had an exit, and that's
1: a live question. They might have an exit too because they're. Down one point in this game after being up sixteen. No, up so,
2: seventeen at one point. Yeah, uh, up 17. there you
1: go.
0: <laughs>
2: so
1: uh, it's a very
2: pointed question
1: at this point in time. Um, they don't have a lot of room to move salary wise. I think they're pretty much maxed out. They're four four main players: um, Holiday, Lopez, Yarns, uh, Middleton, and Middleton. They're all under contract and they're all on big money. So if they're going to make any moves, it'll be via trade or it'll be minimal. At best, they just yeah. and they just made that they, they just they just made a big trade for Drew Holiday. I think I think I think they just run it back and bank on the improvement within.
2: Is that I think you? one, yeah, um, I think it is. Yeah, I think they they, they became too giannis centric, didn't they? Yeah, they went all in on Giannis and sort of lost sight of they had their blinkers on, didn't they? Really? Yeah, just yeah they. They got too Yarna centric and um, I think the rest of the roster or who they're going to have to support him maybe became an afterthought.
1: Yeah, and it did. Yeah. seeing
2: how they've just blown a 17-point lead here, we might be seeing the effects of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, it still might go seven games. I've got to go to Milwaukee again. Um, but the, another another game, it'll just help Harden get healthier. It'll help Kyrie get healthier.
2: Yeah. Well, we don't even know how long Kyrie's out yeah. for now. That think, was a nasty think, injury, though.
1: Yeah, 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 you can't just recover from an ankle like that in a few days.
2: No, that's right. So yeah, I think yeah. we, we probably don't see him this series again. No. Um, at best, if they make it through, he'll um, he'll suit up for the Eastern Conference Finals. But um, think, even then, he might miss the first couple of games there if they get through to there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, you're right. But as far as where do where do the Bucks go from here? I think there's not a lot of wiggle room for them. Uh, yeah. There's same with the Lakers as well. There's not not a lot of wiggle room for them.
2: No, um, that's right. There's um, they've got themselves in a bit of a hole. Really, it was all or nothing, and um, it's starting to look a lot like nothing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah but just the the thing of the Lakers
0: from a, a Lakers supporters um point of view, the guys they got rid of is what they were missing in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they were, yep. they were they got they got players that aren't used to being role players, I suppose. But like well, the players, they got in. The players, and, they yeah, or, because they had
0: they no got, answers on the <coughs> defensive side of things, of the boards and things like that. They were missing yeah. Howard and guys like that.
2: Yeah. Well, they they also brought in Schroeder, um, who was a very very good sixth or seventh man, and expected him to be the starting point guard, and he just just didn't he, happen for him. And they missed Rondo.
0: They seriously missed playoff Rondo.
2: Oh, they missed a lot of things. Um, they were they were a long way off the off the mark this year uh, the Lakers. They, I
1: think health being one of one,
2: the the biggest thing is what, the, yeah. what they missed. But, I think. but despite the health concerns of LeBron and AD, they had they had a lot of other issues which we've already mentioned about <laughs> Tim saying that yeah. some of the guys they got rid of were some of the guys they needed. The guys well, they have, brought in probably yeah. weren't up to the role that they needed to be playing.
1: They've still got KCP uh, there on 13 million, well, they'll have to be honest. He had a good year. I thought he did, a, he did have a good year. He told off a bit like the other players in the playoffs, but um, uh, he uh, uh, Kyle Kuzma is up for is due for 13 million next year. Which, oh, geez, he was it, very disappointing. Uh, uh that's borderline untradeable. That contract, so yeah, know, nah, they, oh, that, I
0: actually that, think Kuzma <laughs> needs to be traded to an NBL
2: team. That's how <laughs> shit he is just to get rid of his contract. <laughs> um, yeah, I, he um. He's not earning that money at all, is he? They um, and they're stuck with that contract because as you said, who's going to pick that contract up?
1: The salary cap, the salary cap at the moment is uh, I think 112 million. The Lakers' salary cap, uh, at the minute is 119, almost 120 million. Now this is without re-signing the likes of Caruso, um, Caruso, Markeith Morris, uh, and Dennis Schroeder. And Wesley Matthews, they're four players. They haven't even signed
2: up yet. They, they probably re signed Caruso, but the others, I don't think they really um, would be really looking at re-signing them, would they? Another another player who's still on the books at the
1: Lakers for next year is Lou Alding. They still owe him five five million bucks.
2: <laughs> wow, <Well>, yeah, <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've seen him.
1: It, it, they stretched out that contract greatly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Talk, talking about players that the Lakers missed, they even missed Green. To be honest.
1: Yeah, Danny Green. Mm, yep. Danny um, Miss Green. Yeah, Green.
0: that's yeah.
1: fair. Yeah, he that's just, just he just
2: played that role off the bench, didn't he? Like, yeah. he, if it was needed, he could come in for you know five, six, seven minutes and put yeah, up ten or twelve streaky, points. Yeah, and he can shoot. Yeah, he can shoot. And that was one of the biggest problems they had in some of
0: those games. Is just no one could hit a
2: basket.
1: That's right. Um, yeah, the, the Suns had worked him out.
2: Anyway, yeah. I think people are getting bored of the Lakers too. Oh, we yeah. can talk about the Lakers
0: all day, all day long. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to the next topic, which is unsung heroes for the remaining teams. So who are
2: the unsung well, I heroes? Think,
1: I think Woody and I, Woody and I got a son's player each. If you want to go to your son's player, then I'll go
2: to mine. Um, well, you mentioned him before, DeAndre Ayton. Um, I just think he, he just... He does some of the the grunt work, doesn't he? Like he's yeah. a big man. He does the grunt work. A lot of it goes unnoticed, but um, and he's also he's also there for. Um, I think he's a smart player too because he seems to be in the right positions for um, to capitalise from a few assists from Paul and um, and Booker at times. And I know there's a few people think that he's lucky to be playing with them, and you know, whatever, but he's still got to be in the right place at the right time. So I think he's really gelled well with those two. And yeah, uh, yeah, they they wouldn't be they they wouldn't have um, got as far as they have without him. He's been a very important player for what they're doing.
1: He used to, and he used to like try and shoot outside a lot and stuff. Um, ever since Paul's got there, he's like, right, I'll do what I'm best at. Yep. I'll, I'll cut to the basket, I'll, I'll, I'll catch passes, catch lobs, I'll get rebounds, yep. I'll, I'll block some shots.
2: And that and goes back to what I said before the about not. the professionalism of Chris Paul and even the leadership of him. Like He's, he's probably pulled Aiton aside and said, don't try and do things you can't do. He goes, there's yep. other guys on the roster that can do these things. This is what you're good at. This is what we need you to do. You bet, be good at that. Yeah, he knows what he's good and at and he goes He's, it, yeah. he's learned his role and... I'd say he's actually excelling in his role, yeah, he to be honest. Is, yeah. Without, yeah. without having the numbers stuffing the stat sheet every night, um, he's doing his role as good as he could be, I think.
1: Yeah, well, well I've got another player from the Suns. Mikhail Bridges, as well. He's a yeah. He's no, a, it's
2: fair. That's definitely a yeah, fair
1: call. Yeah, very nice player, Mikhail. He, um, Mikhail. He, uh, he's long. He's a good defender. Um, he's a good spot-up shooter and just plays his role.
2: Yeah, and yeah, and that's young like,
1: as well. Yeah,
2: and I think that's going to be the theme of this segment with all our unsung heroes. It's going to be these guys that that maybe come off the bench and just play that really important role. When yeah, needed. Um,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mikhail starts. Well, he wasn't starting early in the year, but he no, he now. wasn't actually,
2: was he? He's, yeah. But um, I yeah. think they must have realised his worth and thought, "Hang on, this this bloke might be good enough to be starting for us."
1: No, he is. Um, I've got another one. For, for, as much as I loathe the Clippers, uh, I think Reggie Jackson for them's been a bit of a surprise. He's on my list. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's, well, who well, I, that's who I had. Yeah, you had Reggie. Yeah, well, when um, when, but, when Paul and when Paul and Kawhi haven't been going well, um, he's kind of stepped up, hasn't he?
2: He has, yep. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he 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 was the only one I really considered for the Clippers, so um, probably one of the rare times we're going to agree on these guys, I think. But um, yeah. one thing to keep in mind with Reggie Jackson, too, and we've seen it time and time again, this is a contract year for him. So yeah, yeah
1: he's trying to get his money. Yeah.
2: That's right. So <laughs> we've seen it plenty of times before. Rondo. Everyone has their best year when they're coming out of contract, don't they?
1: And Rondo hasn't been super for the Clippers, has he?
2: No, he hasn't. But... He, he's done enough, I would say, and especially at his age as well. I think he's done enough.
1: Yeah, he's, he's done what he needs to do on that team. Yeah, but yeah. no, Reggie
2: Jackson's definitely playing a very important foil for um, George and Kawhi, isn't he? Who else have you got on your list? Um, well, what team do you want to go to? And I'll tell you who i got. All right. Um, have you got anyone from Utah? Yeah, I've gone Jingles.
1: Yeah, I've got him on mine too. They're yeah.
2: very own. Um, probably a bit of bias with us, but um, I thought he was. Oh, look, I I would have liked to have seen him get six man of the year, but um, yeah, he was competing against his teammate there for that yeah, award, yeah, wasn't yeah,
1: for <laughs> uh, If you watch Clarkson, Clarkson just doesn't give a stuff, does he? he, just, no. he he's not passing it. He's like, oh, I know, yeah. I know what my job is here. My job's to get buckets, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah,
2: and and that's the thing that that's his role when when and he knows when he's hot too, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so, so when he's all, feeling, it, he'll all, put them that's up. That's
1: obviously, obviously, that's Quinn Snyder though.
2: Yeah,
1: and um, he's saying, right, I don't care, I don't care, just score, just score. Yep. <laughs>
2: he,
1: don't, like, he doesn't care what Clarkson does, and more often than not, Clarkson will get a bucket. So and let's
2: um, let's not undervalue just how good an outside shooter Joe Ingles is as well.
1: Yeah, 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 he led, he led the league in three point percentage in quite a,
2: for quite a while, actually. He did, and he's done that a couple of years in a row. He's always been right up there with um, three point percentage. So and he,
1: he's kind of been running the point with Mike with Mike Conley out.
2: Yeah, I think it's actually he's actually stepped up too, hasn't he? He's yeah, um he, he's had to. It's been, it's been coming.
1: It was coming off the bench, um, coming off the bench while Conley was starting. Yeah. So they threw him in the starting lineup, and he's basically the point guard. He <laughs>
2: hasn't looked out of place either in that starting no. role,
1: has
0: he? Just with Ingalls. Um, he actually gave a bit of a yelp on a flat game too in the end.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Well, like yep.
0: they got beaten yep. convincingly, but he at least was still in there having a crack.
2: He's he's just a battler too, isn't he? Like mm. even even when the chips are down, he just keeps grinding.
0: Yeah. He'll, he'll get into Paul George's face and
2: yeah, he, yeah. He's given him a lot of trouble over the years. Actually, speaking of getting into people's faces, yes. Um, my unsung hero for the Bucks is PJ Tucker.
1: Yeah, I, I had him as well.
2: Yeah, um, he just—he's—he's um, he's the Hayden Ballantyne of the NBA, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if he's not on your team, you don't like him very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, well, that's the only way you can guard Durant. Otherwise, you can't—you can't. You can't there's nothing really you can do with him.
2: No, that's, that's right. But that's- yeah. And that's, that's actually something the bucks are missing is someone with that hard edge, really, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. And, I, thought it, I
1: thought it was a good move when they picked him up. And
2: yeah. yeah, he's provided that. And I think he's been – they got exactly out of him what they would have hoped for, I think.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, he's, he's never been a superstar. He's never going to be a superstar. But at the same time, you know what you're going to get from him night in, night out. And he just provides that mongrel and um, likes to get under the skin of of some players, which he got – did to Kevin Durant um a few days ago?
1: Yeah, he did. He got it got under his skin a fair bit actually,
2: uh, which is good to see at times, isn't it? Like, it is. I, let's I, be I'm honest. Basketball has gone a bit soft at times with some of the yeah. some of the soft calls and all the flopping and all that sort of stuff. And it's great oh, yeah, to I, have someone like PJ Tucker.
1: I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. It. Well, while, while we're on that, what do you think of Jokic's uh, ejection?
0: You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say talking uh, about soft. Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: They called that a flagrant two, didn't they? Yeah,
1: flagrant two. So he's out of the game.
2: Um, look, I think his intention was to to do some damage. I think, but let's be honest, um, he didn't really make any contact with him, did he? I don't think so. I think he got probably got thrown out for the intent more so than anything. But look, it, it's playoff basketball, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And, yeah, they they were just getting the brakes beat off him and he was pretty frustrated.
2: Yeah. One thing that I did see, there's a lot of stuff that on social media where people go, oh, you can't eject the MVP for that. Well, let's be honest. If you're going to eject anyone for anything. It doesn't matter if they're the best player in the league or the worst player in the league. Oh uh, Yeah,
1: but that's the league, though. Does LeBron get ejected for that? Probably. No, that's right. I
2: think if I would have been okay with a flagrant one, I think. Yeah. But the ejection was a bit over the top, I think. I think it
1: was, yeah. yeah, yeah. It I think, was oh, well yeah. over the top. Yeah, yeah. I think Jokic deserves a bit more a bit more it
2: respect. Was, than it was it was frustration and nothing more than that. Yeah. And let's be honest. Look, let's, let's not go around and accuse him of being a dirty player because he's definitely not. But no, my
0: my observations of Jokic, he actually cops it more so than dishes. Oh, without. he does. Yeah, yeah. No, in fairness. that's the role
2: he plays too. Like he's always he's always there under the bucket, and that's where you're going to get the contact.
1: Yeah, Kevin Durant's unbelievable. He's got 14, 46 points at the moment. Yeah, and uh, uh, Nets are up two with forty four seconds left. So, so yeah, I uh, wouldn't be backing Milwaukee. To well, that's back. the
2: thing. If 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 the Nets do go on to the finals, um you'd um, be pretty pretty keen on putting some money on K- KD for finals MVP, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's had, he's had, had, had a habit of doing that
2: in NBA finals, he, hasn't he? He has, hasn't he? Like yeah. he's, I think a lot of people, especially with the year out that he had, I think a lot of people forgot just how good he is. And yeah, yeah, I and think this, today he's just this reminding is like, uh, everyone. There's a bloke coming off an Achilles as well. That's right. Today he's just reminding everyone. Um, I'm as good as anyone out there,
1: and I, I've still got I still got love for him. He, um, he came to the Bay and got us two rings, so um, don't
2: have any right. hate. You, you can't hate that man for that.
1: No, nah, no, nah, nah, definitely not. So I've still got love for KB.
2: Yeah,
0: okay. Have we skipped any teams
2: that yeah. you have got? Yeah, we've got a couple more. Harris? So the Sixers. Who have you got for the Sixers? Um, I've gone with Tobias Harris. It's a bit. I don't know if he's unsung hero, but. The, the the attention's always on Embiid and Simmons. He's like
1: but, uh, he's like the secondary scorer that Simmons isn't. So
2: yeah, he plays his role perfectly. There. Yeah,
1: um,
2: yeah. I, I don't know if he fits the bill, but I've run with him anyway. Yeah, um, um a Shake Milton.
1: Yep. Basically, without him, they'd probably be three one down. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> he turned up for ten minutes of a playoff game and basically won the game for them. So. And and you know
2: what? That guys like him. That's their role, isn't it? Yeah. You're given, you're given your chance and you do something that's going to benefit the team. Well,
1: he wasn't played all game and then Doc just threw him in. And he's like, okay, I'll just take over this game. And A this Doc is Rivers masterstroke. Another Doc Rivers masterstroke. Of course. I'm sure it'll be Doc's fault if the Clippers lose and get bounced out. <laughs> of course it will. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll be Doc's fault. <laughs> No, I know that we're written against the Clippers here, isn't it? No, that's right. <laughs> Although it is, I, I I I love when the Clippers lose because I enjoy reading the slander on Twitter. It's always- no,
2: it is good, isn't it? It is. Okay, what other teams have we overlooked? Uh, I think we've got the Nets and the Hawks left. Mm-hmm. All right, far away. Um, for the Nets, I've actually gone Jeff Green. Um, I just, yeah, yeah. I, I like what he does. He's 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 limited in what he can do, but he's also very good. At, yeah. at the stuff that he Jeff can Green's do. Good, so, yeah. I think he's um he's that big man, that big body that Kevin Durant isn't isn't he?
1: Yeah. Anyway, it looks like it's going to be three two nets heading into Milwaukee.
2: And who have you got for Atlanta?
1: For Atlanta, um, I think uh, John John Collins sort of gets overlooked a bit.
2: He does. I I initially had Clint Capella. Yeah. Um, but I actually swapped it to John Collins. So. Um, he he definitely doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Yeah, he's become a pretty good outside shooter as well. So. Yeah, he's he's worked on that part of his game, hasn't he? And yeah, it's um, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. benefited benefited Atlanta. So, so they're, so they're dangerous when they're all clicking on. Yeah, I think they are. They've got a, they've got a good balance on their roster, though. The Hawks, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, as you said, like they've got they've got Trey Young, Clint Capella's underrated as well. I would say um, yep. John Collins is developing his game still. So. And he's, he's becoming a bit of a shooter as well. So we um, yeah, so have got a good balance. I don't know. You,
1: you kind of bagged, they kind of bagged the Hawks at the time for trading Donchich for Trey,
2: but it's quite worked out, hasn't it? Is, is either is either franchise going to be disappointed with how things have worked out for them? I wouldn't have thought so. I don't think so. Yeah, I think Trey's, Trey's
1: kind of proven. You just knew the Hawks were just going down in a certain direction. They were, yeah. Yeah, they were they were... They were, they were, they were Trying to, trying to make the team as in the, the the way basketball's played today, pretty much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Luca doesn't doesn't fit that mould. <laughs> no,
1: he doesn't. No. No. So I think Luka's the type of player, I think in, if he had a team with, uh, say, a Seth Curry, Danny Green, those types of players around him, he'd be super dangerous. Uh, what more, more dangerous? Hardaway and Finney Smith. You can bank on them for maybe a game, but not for a series.
2: No, that's right. Yeah.
0: Okay, I think. We've covered the uh, unsung heroes, and we'll now move on. I've got listed, and we've heard Woody's opinion of this on um, previous episodes of MPO, but it might be a good time for JW to give us his opinion. Play in games. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of fifty-one,
1: half a dozen, uh, six or one and half a dozen the other. Uh, I, I I like the excitement of them, but um. I like I like the excitement of them, and and the yeah, just at the end of the season, there's just a little like a little, little mini sort of taste of playoffs, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah.
2: my my gripe with it is, if you're not this year, it's seventy two games, but from next year, I'm tipping they'll go back to eighty two games. Yeah. Um, if you're not good enough to make the playoffs after eighty two games, do you really deserve another shot? And, and you look at this the year thing, too. It? Yeah. You look at the the other thing on that side of it as well. Um, San Antonio um, had a chance to make the playoffs because they finished tenth, but I think they were eight games behind um, the Lakers. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So, so you don't when you're that far off the pace, you don't deserve to be given another chance.
1: If you work work hard all seventy two or eighty two games and finish eighth, you should finish eighth, shouldn't you?
2: Yeah, that that's my theory, but I, yeah. I I can sort of see where you're going with you, a bit of excitement and a bit of taste of life. But I just I think it's a think bit it's of theatre.
1: I think the end of the end of the regular season probably contributes a little bit to this. Yeah, it does peter out a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, because it can get really tedious.
2: Yeah, but I also yeah. think it's um an attempt at a a ratings grab for the NBA because they've they've plummeted oh, the last oh, that, few years.
1: They, they need revenue. Um, yeah, that
2: they, right, no. they haven't been able to get
1: crowds to games or.
2: But the catalyst is just like that. that rating scrub, I think. Yeah, I think so. And if we didn't have COVID and they still were allowed crowds, maybe the playing games wouldn't have happened. Who knows? Yeah. But... Okay. That's, 50, that's
1: a 50 for Durant and the game's pretty much done. I think you okay. Know.
0: All right. Enough about the Kevin Durant show. We'll
2: move on. Um... Enough about, I, could, I love Kevin Durant. Let's not be like that. He's a great player. Uh, is, look, yeah, he's fantastic. I, I've
0: seen him in a Disney movie where he loses his powers, and he was shit house. So uh, <laughs> um, the, the young guy that got his powers could play, but Durant was shit house. Um, <laughs> mo- moving forward, uh, mock trade for Lillard.
2: Um, well, let's I'm, be honest. He's probably probably not going to be keen on hanging around Portland, is he? Um, yeah,
1: but, so but, yeah, but if you're in Portland's front office, you don't let players like. Lillard go
2: no you do not but let's be honest the player has the power doesn't he if he says he's going
1: a player like Lillard he's you know he's not just going to come to Portland is he no that's right yeah so if I was if I was if I was the if I was Portland I'd be probably trying to make other trades around the team to maybe try and improve the team
2: yeah don't send him somewhere
1: else bring guys to him yeah yeah I've got a three way trade for you Woody who says no who says no Okay. Um uh, CJ McCollum, he gets shipped off to the Pelicans. Uh Brendan In- Brandon Ingram gets to the Timberwolves and Carl Anthony Towns gets to the
2: Blazers. Um You yeah, know, I think that's fair all round, actually. I I thought so. I-, I think it's not too bad. So yeah, McCollum goes to to the Pelicans, he could definitely fit in that team, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, he'd be
2: great Um, with Zion. Yep. So So he's not – he'd play a similar role there to um, Ingram, I think. Yeah, I don't think Ingram and Zion fit. No, they don't. But I think McCullum and um, Zion would probably be a better fit. Particularly with uh, Lonzo running the show as well. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's it's important for, for the Pelicans to have Lonzo bringing the ball up the court. Yeah, um, I, I still think he's a very good player. I think, especially the the year that Lamelo had. I think people will forget about Lonzo more, or they'll talk him down a bit more. But yeah. he's he's still a handy player. And like Ingram, his, his shooting's not great, but Ingram Ingram and Edwards could turn to a duo. Um, yep,
1: that, that works. Towns Towns would be the big man that sort of it'll
2: help um, Lillard out. more. And before. I think I think the oh, to. A bit hard to say now that Portland don't have the coach, but um, I think Towns would actually suit the way that Portland played under Terry Stotson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't he? Yeah, it would, yeah. Um, I don't think and let's be honest, Carl Anthony Towns deserves to be in a better team than Minnesota. Um, I think is there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. there's if a any, lot of players that have wasted uh, their talents if, there. If, any, in if anyone
1: if anyone would want to get out of anywhere, it would be him out of Minnesota, I would have thought.
2: No, that's right. And yeah. you just Minnesota are like Jacksonville in the NFL. I think they're just irrelevant. Yeah, um, but they need they need that they need that star there to have some sort of attraction. Don't know. They had it for a long time with um, Kevin Garnett, but even he realised after a while that um, fair enough. He might they might have given him his chance and um, harnessed his talent, but um, that's not the place uh, you go you to any- win.
1: Uh, being the the question being Lillard, uh, uh, do you have any, any ideas of where Lillard might
2: go? Um, I didn't look at trades as such. I just looked at um, places he might fit. But um, I just want to go back to Carl Anthony Towns. Um, he, 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 if he's got a couple of good... and can shoot and play that up-tempo style. Um, I think we really see him flourish and become a dominant centre in the game.
1: And you see players... You see players when they do get to another team, they start to care a bit more.
2: Yeah, uh, and you know, that's the thing is, cat has cat sort of um, switched off a little bit in Minnesota too. Oh, maybe,
1: um, like you see, even even in this series, the Nets Bucks here, you see, Blake Griffin doesn't look like doesn't look like the Blake Griffin that was running around in Detroit. No, that's right. Yeah, so obviously he's motivated. He cares. He's in a
2: winning situation. Yeah. So, um, so so back to Dame Willard though. What I did is I looked at at teams that were sort of in and around the playoffs. Yeah. That um, could probably benefit from him. Yep. Um, one that stood out for me was the Knicks. Um, he he would. They had a pretty good year actually. The Knicks. They do. First the Knicks, time in yeah. a long time. They're starting
1: to get a pretty good structure there.
2: That's right. But he he could definitely take them to the next level. Yeah. But at the same time, to do that, they've probably got to give up maybe OB Toppin, RJ Barrett, and a few picks. They give them up in a heartbeat. Um, which I think they. And look, they've invested a fair bit in RJ Barrett, but um, if you're getting Damian Lillard in return, um, you, you sell a little bit of the farm to do that, don't you? Yeah. So I, I thought RJ Barrett, OB Toppin, and um, you know a first and a second would probably actually be a fair deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It'd be good, good for New York. Um,
1: you want to probably throw some more first round picks in
2: there. Oh, there's going to be a lot of pick exchanges or, or players on the back end of that too. Yeah. But I think they're, they're the names that would probably be um, central to any deal happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, geez, I tell you, I'm really disappointed. In the, I'm really disappointed in the Bucks.
2: Well, I it's funny that you mentioned the Bucks then because Dame Lillard would fit in there too. I've got, they're, they'd have to give up Middleton, Holiday, a couple of other players, and a few picks probably. But you you pair up Damian Lillard with Jarnes, um, I, 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 I
1: yeah, I don't think Portland would want four quarters for a dollar there.
2: No, well, well, that's the problem, isn't it? Um, the Bucks would be a very good landing spot for for Lillard, and it gives. It gives um, them that second genuine star to pair up with Giannis. Oh, oh, here's, here's an, here's and I think here's they complement each yeah. other too, Giannis and Dame. But and Dame as you Dame said, too, yeah. the Bucks probably don't want any part of that deal, given what they'd probably have to give up for it.
1: Here's an, I've got another trade for you. Ola De, uh, Victor Oladipo, Duncan Robertson, and KZ Okpala to the, to the Mavericks for Porzingis in the first rounder.
2: Um... Yeah, I think Dallas would be very keen to do that. Uh, Poginzingus has been a disaster. That's what I mean. It's going to have more appeal for Dallas, isn't it? But yeah, um, does it get signed off at the other end? Don't think. I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. Don't think Pat Riley would agree to that. No, that's right. Because Dallas would be more than happy to get rid of Poginzingus and. If it costs them a first-round pick, and look, let's be honest. Oladipo is no slouch, is he? But he hasn't no. been the same since that injury either. But
1: uh, Porzingis is making thirty million for the next four years, so
2: yeah, no, he's um probably going to be well overpaid, isn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, or, or do they, or they send Porzingis to New Orleans in, in exchange for Stephen
2: Adams? Uh, gee, Stephen Adams would work well in Dallas, wouldn't he? He's hey, just is- that big body under the rim. He's an,
1: he's an expiring contract too. He makes makes a similar amount of money that uh, Porzingis does.
2: Yeah, that would be that'd be very appealing to Dallas, I think. Um, yeah. And I think he fits. I think, I think he fits them quite well too. Dallas, doesn't he? Do you think he fits what they're doing now? I reckon. I reckon he'd slot into there very well.
1: Yeah, like, uh, he provides a bit of toughness. I don't think they had that.
2: No, nah, um, you definitely don't get that with Porzingis, do you? No, no,
1: they they didn't have any toughness. And if they could, if they could get themselves another couple of shooters. Him and Dodcich and some shooters it would be pretty dangerous. Really.
2: And Adams is going to be better um, under the bucket on both yeah. ends, isn't he? Yeah, he's he is. to, yeah. Help he's going to put up. He's, he's going to put up a lot more points than Pizingas, um, um under the bucket, and he's also going to be a very good rim protector at the other end.
1: The more, I mean, the, the more attractive thing is
2: his expiring contract. Yeah, that's right. They can restructure yeah. that however they need to, so can't they? I think for that reason, you probably have to send a pick with Porzingis to New Orleans. Yeah, and maybe oh, – or you'd probably chuck in someone else as well, wouldn't you? It wouldn't be just Porzingis and – um, yeah,
1: yeah. Because yeah, the, the big appeal, as you said, the players. big
2: appeal for the Mavs there is the expiring contract. So they can yeah. – they've got a lot of um, wriggle room there for that, don't they? Yeah, they've
1: got Tim Hardaway coming out of contract finally, but uh, they're still on the books for a lot of money next year. So. Well, d- d- does he end up part of that deal?
2: yeah. Um,
1: I've got a, a fantasy a fantasy Golden State trade. Huh. I'm, putting my, I'm putting my supporter hat on for a second. I've got a fantasy Golden State trade. Okay. Um, Wiggins, Eric Paschko, James Wiseman, our Minnesota pick, and another first-round pick for Bradley Beal, Dwayne Gafford, and, and Bertans from the Wizards.
2: Okay. So, Clay comes back next year. Yeah. Um, so you pretty much got a scenario there in Golden State that the um, Nets have this year, don't you, where yeah. you go all in on offense. But the problem is, what have they got to do, especially given up Wiseman, who I think has actually been okay. I think there's enough to like about him.
1: Uh, look, yeah, look, I, what, I, what I'm trying to do here is maximize the years I've got left with Steph.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing, you just surround him with another shooter, another natural scorer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I said, the, the trade off is on the defensive end.
1: I don't think I don't think now's the time to be developing players.
2: No, you it's not. But goals. if you could bring in bring in a big, a big center to for some protection there and help on the defensive end, um, yeah, no, w- that, that Wiggins, would be the glaring hole in that that roster. Wiggins wasn't bad this year. He had a pretty good year. No, he was. He was good enough. He, yeah, he was, he, he was good. He's, the thing is with Wiggins, he was a number one pick. Yeah. Um, and that's the that's a thing that a lot of NBA fans do. They get caught up in what pick the guy went at, and then rate him off that. But I mean, that's still five six years ago that he got drafted. So from from my point of view, after that long, the um, the number you went at in the draft becomes irrelevant. Is oh, are you able to perform a role for your team? The, and Wiggins definitely did that.
1: Well, we, uh, we'll see. We'll see what type of role Wiggins can play when Clay gets back in there. The Warriors' core is all together.
2: Well, that's the thing. Wiggins then becomes well. He can take a back seat a bit more, can he? Yeah, he can. Um, yep. And then he can he can just be a distributor or just um just be that streaky shooter um if they need if they need it. But he's yeah. he's actually not too bad a defender either. No, he is not. No, he's he, um, he stepped up defensively this year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And maybe that's the role that he plays. If Clay comes back, maybe you just um. Have his value on the defensive end, and, and hopefully
1: then, a, a natural improvement in Wiseman.
2: Yeah, because let's well. be honest, Steph. Steph doesn't really like defending, does he? It's not that he doesn't like it; he will, <laughs> but he's he, he's skinny and he's six foot two. Yeah, that's right. So, it's know, not his not yeah, his forte. It's not his damn. No, it's okay. not.
1: But okay, see, Wiggins,
2: that- Wiggins can provide the, on the defensive end. What ideally. Steph would be a better defender, but if you've got Wiggins, he won't need to be really. Yeah, and then can Wiggins doesn't need to be that shooter either. <clears throat>
1: Steph can stay in front of people. It's just his slight slightness and, and his height. Okay,
0: guys, yeah, he, he gets
2: pushed over a bit too yeah, easily.
0: We've we've reached the finish line of that subject. Um, the Steph Curry project is finished, and um, we've elapsed our time. Oh, can so, I just say
2: one thing quickly to Jez? Mm-hmm. So we got to talk about your Lakers briefly, Tim. We got to talk about, <laughs> talk about the Warriors, yes. The Warriors, briefly. Um, all I'm going to say about the Magic and post to you, Jez, is um, who should they be looking at to coach? I think probably a
1: rookie coach to build from scratch. They're basically starting from scratch. They are. Yep. Yeah.
2: So um, Terry Stotts' name was thrown around, but I don't think he. I don't think he's a developer. <laughs> um, there was. There's two names that stand out for me. Yeah. One is Sam Cassell. Yep. I think he'd be very handy. Yeah, he'd go on all um, trips when he yeah. yeah, And just the way he played too. He's um he yeah. was a battler, he was a warrior, he, was. he did didn't mind doing the hard stuff. And one that I would like to see is Becky Hammond. I think she's probably only a year or two from getting a job. Yeah, she's not far off it. I think she might she'll she'll get one sooner rather than later. Yeah. I'd be more than happy if the magic took her on.
1: Yeah, if they sort of went along the rider like, this is your team now, let's yep. yeah, go go from scratch sort of thing. She could build
2: them into something, yeah. I think so too, especially coming from the pop pedigree. Um, You're probably not going to get tube any um, better masters as an apprentice, are you? No,
1: no, not at all. And magic need, well, everything, so. Yeah, that's (laughs) right.
2: (laughs) Nothing they don't (laughs) need.
0: All right, Tim. That's the end of the magic interval. Um, (laughs) We'll move on to the hooroo part of the show. Before I give the plug to our producer and the music, Woody, do you want to hit people up with the social media
2: contacts? Yep. So just search for us on Facebook, um, NPO Sports Podcast. Um, There's been a few interactions on there lately, which is good. So um, keep hitting us up on there. Um, And also over at Twitter, at NPO Podcast. Um, Same deal there. A lot of engagement that we have on there, which is good. So keep firing through your thoughts, suggestions, and questions through to them. Cool.
0: And hopefully um, sometime next week we'll probably hit record on the AFL uh, discussion points, and that will be something else to listen to um, or keep an eye out for. So basically I'd like to thank Josh Watson, who probably isn't aware, but he'll be getting an email with the file (laughs) to um, edit.
2: Thanks, Josh.
0: Yeah, so Thanks. Thanks very much, Josh. And he will probably utilise the tunes created by Zaggy2. So um, all being well, this might hit your um, airways very soon, this NBA special. It was good to have Mike She and J.W. Wharf back. Back on board. Uh, back on board. And, of course, as always, it's good to have everyone's favourite ranger, Woody.
2: That'll be me. I thought you were going to say um, Ed Sheeran for a minute. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. right? well,
0: anyway, anyway, I got Mike, Mike <laughs> Sand. <would> <laughs> it." <but I'm> <laughs> <trying. laughs> anyway, um, just uh, for anyone talking about Ed Sheeran, if um, anyone's got Netflix, you might pay to have a little bit of a look at the movie yesterday. Interesting movie. Very good flick. Very interesting. Anyway, a uh, tour from myself and you, the other two guys. Yep, hey thanks
2: for tuning in, guys, and um, yeah, hopefully we're not too far away with another episode.